0: What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into the More Than Paper Marriage podcast with the Jaspers and Johnsons right here on Transform City Radio. This is the podcast where we discuss the triumphs and challenges of marriages and how we can have a thriving marriage in spite of it all. Because guess what? Life happens to us all, but we have to find a way to get through it. So tune in for these conversations. Tonight, I believe we are talking about commitment. What does I do mean to you? And so I'm going to hand it over to this wonderful dynamic couple who ha- who heads up our marriage ministry, the Jaspers, to take us away.
1: All right. So um, this this topic on tonight um, is important because I believe that we are going in America, in our nation, we're going through a, a marriage crisis kind of where... It just seems like, uh, the idea of marriage, the, you know, how culture perceives marriage as being, is kind of transitioning or changing. And it's so necessary that we, uh, go back to the foundation of scripture and like, and we define what the institution of marriage is. And we. Remind ourselves and continue to remind ourselves because, um, you know, as we, you know, as the ages go on and you know different things are becoming assess- uh, acceptable and you know things are going on. Um, it is very easy for all of us to get lost in culture and 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 what's going on with the times and and begin to drift away and um and. And while some change is necessary, is inevitable, I just feel like uh because we serve a God that's like a family God, a relation a relationship God, that it's important that we understand um commitment and what it means um when the when scriptures say, you know, uh husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Um, you know wives submit to your husband as unto the Lord things like that that's 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 um that's important that like you like you said that we see marriage through the lens of scripture and I feel like God because he's a relational God he gives us um information and he helps us to understand you know what commitment and marriage really is the covenant of marriage and and how sacred it really is and so we should have these conversations to get back to that sacredness of marriage and to and it's encouraging to be reminded like oh this is the you know this is the idea of god for marriages you know what i'm saying marriage can work with, you know, what I'm saying when we have God at the center, when God is the glue, when we when we when we both commit ourselves to the word and 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 and, and following and being led by the spirit as best as we, you know, as, as much as he as, as best as we can, you know, it is. It, it's necessary that we have this conversation. So tonight, um, like Pastor Brad said, we're talking about commitment and we're gonna share some of our stories. I want y'all to, you know, share your stories, talk about some things, but we wanna know what does I do mean to you? Um, One thing I realized is that I think for our generation, marriage, covenant, commitment, all of that is like scary. Um, Seems like it's kind of scary to our generation because we have witnessed um, marriages and relationships where, you know, people seem to commit, but then... It either falls apart or there's like no return for for the you know it's no return back for the commitment that you put in you feel like you just stuck with this person it's it's, it's all these things so people it seems like people are afraid to put their eggs in one basket it's like let me let me spread it all around and make sure i get you know what i'm saying and um and i realized also that you know everybody marriage and relationship is not all just black and white like everybody has a different um you know journey everybody relationship is different everybody household is different we all came from our different backgrounds but the um I think I think and then I think like I said with culture our idea of marriage has been jaded so let's talk about it let's let's just go into it let's talk about it um I'm we're gonna let 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 them start off first Elvin um pass the brand or pass the queen what does I do mean to you Whichever one want want to start off
0: So what does I do mean to me I think that I do means that I do I do agree um to do um with the word because we're talking about a, a kingdom marriage right and it's very different and I think that we have to frame everything. You did a great job of that teacher Sherelle. We have to frame everything through the lens of this is for in the kingdom. If there are two people, because, and I always um, do this when I'm talking to people um, that are without, or uh, with outside or outside of the kingdom, um, is that we cannot have the same standard. If you believe that Christ is the Messiah and that he is the only way and that the word is true versus if you do not, right? Because, and we can go back to biblical times that uh, even in the old Testament, if the children of Israel were not the only people that were getting married, right? And so what may have gone or been acceptable in a Philistine marriage or Amalekite marriage is not the same that for those that are of the household of faith. And so we always have to frame it. So from for us that are of the household of faith, my I do means that I do uh to number one, to God. I, I do to whatever the, the standard of God is for marriage that I do to him first, right? And then my I do is to Whatever come with you, <laughs> I do to whatever comes with you because a good I do has done its research before it said I do, right? And so a lot of times people get married and we we marry people's representatives or we don't do enough. Uh, you have to become Inspector Gadget before you get married. I need to know every part. I need to know every part of you, save your body, all right? I need to know every other part but your body. I need to know your credit score. I need to know, I got to gather all this information. I need to know your your, fa- your crazy family members. I need to know what is going on in your bloodline. I need to know what's going on when you get mad. I need to know what's going on when you're happy, when you're sad, when you don't get your way. When you do get your way, I need to know how you care. I need to know all of these things. So my I do should be an informed I do. So I do means I know I've done all my research and now I do to whatever comes with me. The problem I think that happens a lot of times is we say, I do. And then when we get in it, we find out things and be like, no, I don't. But all that should have been known before I got with you if I'd done my research, but we was all in love and googly-eyed and and fun. And and, and, and let's be real, even in the, the kingdom of God, people have gotten caught up in the sex. Uh, when, which they shouldn't be doing anyway, and then you getting married and thinking it's going to work out, or thinking that a person is going to change when you once you marry them. But when, what you saw before they got married will be amplified when they're married. And so my I do means that I've done my research, and now I still say I do to all that comes with you. That means the sickness and in health. That means when things are good and when things are bad. When we have money and when we don't. I know that you're not perfect. I know that you. And I'm still saying I do. So to me, it's saying I do to God. Number one. Number two is saying I've done my research and based on all the extensive research that I've done, I say I do to all that comes with you.
1: That's so good because I think it's so important. Like you said, I do to God first. And from that point, you know what I'm saying? Everything flows. And I think a I think sometimes we can say "I do" and then God, you come on later, and you find, and then once you say "I do" and you're like, "Okay, God, come on now," and then then you know you see where God got to come in. I know that was how you know, like I said, that that's how it was for us. Like though, you know, I was asking God, you know, I still didn't seeking him all the way so sometimes we commit to the person before we have a full commitment to God and then and then also like I feel like your commit with your commitment with God and learning how like Christ like like I said like how Christ is committed to us I think that kind of like you know that's the that's the symbol that's that's the representative that's the example that we can use to like how we can commit ourselves to our spouses and if if that is intact then therefore you know what I'm saying it's like you get your strength from God you know what I'm saying you kind of get yeah. your identity from God instead of I'm just a you know what I'm saying like it, it the flows key to that, that way. Yeah.
0: If I can distort this before Pastor Queen jumps in, that's the key to 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 it. The reason that I have to give God my I do first, right, is because I can't know who I am for you if I don't know who I am in Him. And so I I can't I can't effectively tell you what I can do for you and what I can be to you if I don't know. And that's what happens in a lot of marriages. You have two immature people are not just immature in age, not just immature in mentality, but immature in their walk with the Lord. And so they're babes in Christ getting married. And because they haven't spent enough time in the presence of God, in the word of God allowing God to reveal to them who they are. They get married and they don't know how to be a husband or a wife. And so they have, and, they, and see they all abandon it because now my wife has expectations of me of being something that I have not like yet learned. I have not yet learned what it means to leave and cleave because I haven't been in my word enough. I don't know what it is to be the head of my household and to hear God's voice because I haven't developed myself. And so what happens is we get married and we can't, we tell people we do when we haven't said I do to God. And I'm going to throw it to past Queen in just one moment. I remember uh, Kiara, she said this years ago and she said her mom, the best advice her mom, one of the best advice her mom ever gave her were relationships. That if a man would cheat on God, he'll cheat on you. And so... Always measure how a man cheats on God to determine if he'll cheat on you. Because if he knows that God is real in the outside of the, the kingdom of God, if you know God is real and he give God all these promises and he keeps none of them to the Lord, he's not going to keep none of his promises to you. Because this is the omnipresent God who knows, sees all, knows all. When there's a woman, you're finite. You don't know everything. You're not with him all the time. But if he knows God is present and can cheat in God's face, he'll cheat on you.
2: I love the fact that we are doing this discussion on fourth Thursdays of each month because and the dynamic that we have because we have the Johnsons who pretty much did it kind of like by the book because we was in a mature place in our life and then we have the Jaspers who they ain't do about a book and they got the testimony. So I love the fact that we are able to speak to both audiences of what it can look like if you do it right, the stuff you may have to go through if you do it wrong and you need to choose life and death at this point. You know what I mean? Like you need to choose which way you want Um, and the glory that can come from those who they may be in tumultuous situations like the Jaspers and they're able to actually move forward and come into a healthy place and let the redemption of the Lord restore the relationship completely. Um, and I will say that um, I immediately when you said the the weight of commitment, I thought about how, and it's too what Pastor Brad just said, as in uh, saying I do to God isn't just, you know, Lord, I receive you in my life as to be, you know, my Lord and Savior, right? A lot of times we say that with our mouth, but in practice and in theory, we do not really carry that out well he's still our savior but he don't become our lord because that's a different type of relationship so when we say lord and savior what we're really saying is not only did you save me you know from the pits of hell and i now can be in the presence of god forever but we're talking about lord which means to lead me meaning that i follow meaning that i have to say i do to a commitment with the lord surrendering to his ways and so when we come into um Um, the body of Christ, when we come into the kingdom, really that needs to be first. Again, I'm glad we prefaced this, that this is for kingdom marriages, for those who desire kingdom marriage, that your first go has to be that you have a relationship with God. Because here is what I have definitely learned being married and all of that good stuff is that um, the stuff that I was uncommitted in showed up. And if you can't, if you have the practice and the habit of not committing already in your single life you will not do well with commitment when the going gets tough in your marriage if it's easy for you to abandon take flight um to cower to run um to withdraw to go within yourself and not communicate like all of these traits that where we think we get we ready for you know marriage and you want a companion just to make you warm there's way more depth to marriage than keeping you warm in the bedroom when i say that that is probably only 10 percent compared to The destiny, the movement, the commitment, the uh, communication, the administration, the ministry that has to be had. Many of us, we had our mind on the bedroom and we didn't have our mind on the ministry. You know what I mean? And it takes just, and and you can't do that well. If you're not ministering unto God, you're not going to be ministering unto your spouse. If you're not already ministering unto uh, yourself, as in self-care, soul care, then when you get into a marriage, it is clearly going to be evident that you don't know who you are. You don't know how to maintain yourself. You don't know how to control your emotions. And you just pop off or whatever. And then you're looking at the other person trying to figure out why they're not adjusting to what you need when you're the one who needed the adjustment to make this well. You know what i mean and i think both people have to this i do moment means that don't be linking up with someone at for an i do moment when they haven't like pastor said said i do too because it can't be i said i do but you ain't say i do it ain't gonna work until both said i do to god first like we said earlier and then um and i remember that somebody i don't know who who brought about this um concept but they said when you get into a marriage it's a triangle And it's really that you're on one side, your spouse is on the other side, and then God is at the top. And what has to happen in order for the marriage to work and to get close is that both needs to be climbing towards God. And the closer each one of you get to God, the closer your actual relationship will be. And so if you don't look at it like that and you have one that's by the wayside and you just kind of link up with some mojo and you link up with some gold digger and you link up with someone who ain't got no vision for their life or you or you don't know who you are and you end up with someone who is just as aggressive about their vision, you'll mess around and get lost in their vision or you'll mess around and be like we we counsel so many couples because this is what we do as a profession in the church, you know what I mean? Like Pastor Brad and I do this. And the couples that we um, really, really minister to, the question that we ask at the, ta- the Jaspers to tell you, cause they are a product of some good marriage counseling. And one of the questions that's always on the table when people are already married and they come to us is, is divorce on the table. Cause divorce immediately says you're not committed. So why are we even trying to be at this table trying to change anything? If when you say divorce, it means I am not changing. Divorce means it's final. Divorce means I'm no longer committed to trying to make this work. That's what divorce means. So if divorce is on the table, then your change is not going to come because your heart has already said, I'm done with this. And so, even people who are already married that needs marriage counseling and they may have you know um, some of us we don't want to actually say it but really in our heart we're already shut down turned off you know what i mean because we have allowed things to linger i have learned that everything can be dealt with with change and communication the two c's change and communication it can be fixed And it's unfortunate that in this generation which is why i said jaspers that i'm so glad that we're having this topic and we're going to have it more frequently is because we do need to have the conversation and people do need to know that they that there are actual kingdom marriages that are working i know that we just you know discovered that um megan good and um what's his name you know that they have put out that there's a divorce and then um Cora Jakes Coleman just put out that you know what I mean her her and her husband so it's 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 so sad we don't know the logistics so we can't speak to it but what I'm saying is things can work when both parties are willing to change and communication open vulnerable honest and, and surrender communication is on the table because everybody got to be real with each other. And then for you single people, I love when Pastor Brad talks about this, when he says, you need to make sure that you are not dating the representative of that person. And, it, and you know what really will tell the time, what, what really will tell the tale is time. And a lot of times we like to jump straight into it, but if you give stuff enough time, brokenness always speaks. And everybody, there's no, nobody is perfect, right? So we already know that off the top, right? Nobody is perfect, but you have to understand what you about the sign of four. I remember we knew a couple, I think, um, I think it was the, the husband. Well, one, let me say this. One of the spouse, they had got married and one of the spouse actually had mental health issues and it didn't show up until they got married. And it's a lot because the person didn't know that that was there. And that person got triggered and went into like some really deep demonic stuff. I'm talking about like, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like some serious witchcraft, some serious, you know, drawing on the floor. Like it was deep, deep to be like, where did that come from? And it's, and, it, and I, I bet you it's because there wasn't a lot of finding out what's in the bloodline, asking real questions, finding out what is in the family. Because as single people with no kids, when you go to go to mess with this person and you linking up and you committed. Now you're going to have kids. They become the product of both sides. Imagine what that looks like. So when you don't have the conversation and you only are so enthused with the representative, you will miss out on all the red flags. That's that, that is really one of the reasons why other than the fact that you need to always be, um, controlling your flesh, because of um, it's a commandment of the Lord that you need to control you need to crucify your flesh are we supposed to be walking like Jesus I know that's that sounds like it's taboo and people not talking about it but uh it is still a real thing that is supposed to be had that didn't go away 2,000 years ago that didn't go away with the grandparents generation that is still a commandment today that you're supposed to crucify your flesh you are supposed to follow Jesus Christ and he was definitely somebody who was single and could hold his hold himself with all the women that was following him as a disciple. So if Jesus can do it, we definitely have the power to do it, right? And so I think about that. If you was to mingle yourself when you single with someone and you bring that sexual desire, things start to get foggy. And then you don't see that person like you really need to see them because you are head over heels over the sexual activity more than you are seeing straight about, no, I really see that you have some issues with you and I need to make a decision. I need to figure out if I can contend with that, if I can minister to you and minister you through that moment. You know what I mean? And so when you sign up, if you're not taking care of your own soul, you don't need to be signing up to be with another one. That's how weighty I feel that commitment and then that, that them, them words I do mean that you need, you gotta really take care of someone else, and it's for life in the kingdom of God.
1: That's so good. And that's why I would say to single people, ask this question while you're dating. What does I do? You know, when you start getting ready to get into the marriage and, you know, talking engagement, what does I do mean to you? This is a question that we all, you know, even ask if you still, you know what I'm saying? Even if you married. this is a question you can ask right now because... You change as ages go on, you change as time go on. So this is something that you have to reevaluate. Are we still on the same, you know what I'm saying? We gotta check in with each other. Are we still on the same page? Are we still seeing marriage the same? all right, I'm in this stage of my life. I didn't, we would've went through this. How do you feel like, are we still here? Are we still to, you know, you gotta have those conversation, which is why, and I got a whole list of I do, what the I do mean to me, but to piggyback off what you were saying pastor queen i do my number one i said i do means i will and i look i look at everything through like the lens of christ and connecting to christ you know what i'm saying because we are the bride and he's the bridegroom so i kind of like see relationships in that way um of course not sexually Like you know how people get weird about jesus my husband and stuff like that but you know, I, I just see things the, like through Christ, right? So I do means to me that I willfully take on and I willfully sign up to connect all of me to all of you. And so like you were saying that were required. That means all of me, meaning through every state, you know, every age and every stage of life i'm signing on willfully meaning i'm giving this is my free will and my choice and i also respect your choice so like you know it's not a situation where you know we just we we caught you know i don't sometimes people get married because oh you know you got pregnant and well you know it's kind of like it's not a free will choice it's like a Dang, I got you know what I'm saying you you heard of people getting married like that, and then down the line you finally realize this ain't gonna work. We no, I when I say I do, I'm saying I will fully connect myself with you and I would and I give you full access and there's no hidden areas in my life. And 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 I think that's important because, like you said, and that takes time. It takes time to get to know somebody and to know them fully, and to and that not, just, not that you're gonna know all of them. Because like I said, we change through ages and stages, but I should have a grasp of who you are and I should know, I should know you in these different situations and I should be able to, uh, uh, you know, somebody come to me and say he did A, B, C, and D. I should have a good grasp of, say, no, that ain't, that ain't what he, no, you lying. Cause that ain't what I, I know how he operate. I, I no, that's not his that's not his that's not how he operates. So that don't make sense. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's just important and we shouldn't have um I, I really, I've really I seen marriages where it's it's like hit it's some it's some hidden compartments that we don't, you know what I'm saying, let our spouses in on and I think that's so scared when we go before the Lord that's the part where you that's when you go before the Lord you are supposed to come completely naked and by the grace of God he gives us you know when we marry somebody that person you should be able to come in front of completely naked not just physically naked you know uh metaphorically where you can like you know talk about things not that you gotta share every single thing about you but your spouse should be a safe place where you don't have no compartments that you know are hidden like you know what i'm saying i, I don't believe in that what's you know what i'm saying we should be able to talk to each other or i should be able to let you know what's going on with me and, and in my life and things that i think about or whatever not that you gotta read my diary and all of that but it shouldn't be like no secret areas where i'm I, where i'm you know just trying to hide from you and all of that I don't believe in it
0: so if I can ask you just if I can add just one thing to that teacher Sherelle, and then you can continue um I'm just thinking about it from the perspective of I'm glad that you said that last part because I want people to get the the the, the impression or the know the no of that situation that you that I allow you in as far as I know I can at this moment Right. Because as life changes, you discover other compartments of yourself and I can't invite you into a place that I don't know myself. (laughs) Like, I don't know, you know, and so I I just wanted to throw that out there too. that. um, It's not that you will, like you said, you willingly hide things, but I am, I'm, I'm letting, I go into a marriage saying. I'm going to let you in as far as I know at this moment. Now I'm going to discover some things about me as you live with me and be with me. And then I'll invite you into that too. I'm willing to invite you in. But some things you may say, where did it come from? I don't know either. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And so it takes, sometimes it takes a, is a life is really a discovery anyway of yourself and of others.
2: And Sherelle, you said something else too that sparked my mind about, um, I need for the body of Christ to understand there's no such thing as falling in love not for the body of Christ. And that's what happens when you let the world actually define what love is, but we don't fall in love, you're supposed to choose it. So for people who be like, I fell in love with that person, it's just as easy for you to fall out. (laughs) If you fail in, you can fall out. I don't, when I actually, you know, trip over a rock, I accidentally fail, but I'm not gonna accidentally fall into a marriage. Right. So you got to really think about it. You don't fall in love. You actually choose to love like God chose to love us and his actions supplemented that. Right. His commitment to us supplemented that. And so when you are looking at someone, you can't use your feelings. Your feelings should follow, but your feelings shouldn't precede. Your choice should precede. Your feelings should be an indicator that something is happening. Always say this. Your emotions and your feelings are just signposts that something is happening that you should be aware of. It's how God has allowed us to connect to each other. So don't discount the feelings, It, but you're not supposed to let them actually force you to make a decision like, but I feel like if that's what your relationship is based on, you're gonna feel like killing them. You may feel like strangling them. You may feel like throwing them down the stairs, but that don't mean you do it. It means you make a decision, right? According to love. <laughs> y'all tripping me Y'all know i love the shock factor but you know, know. that's what it's all about i feel i may feel like going to the school and shooting it up but that don't mean i do it why because i have to love first it don't matter about feeling so even though i may feel it's a time to have a seat and to say hmm why do i feel so angry about this or why do i feel so when it comes to love, you can't base that joint on feelings. It could be sexual infatuation. It could be, I, I just, I love what that person just did. I like, I really enjoyed that experience of what that person just did. And you can kind of distort it. And cause you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, but even the more that, um, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Now, depending on what's in your heart could be the way you filter your life and how you see your life. So you cannot trust yourself you have to trust the word of god because it works and that's why i'm so glad that god laid out you know this is what love looks like and if this is not happening it is not love it is not a god kind of love
0: so listen if you, if you, if pastor if pastor brad has an uh, uh mysterious accident y'all know who did it <sighs>
1: Sorry. And, and no. look, and look, you sometimes you're, so you're gonna feel like pulling off and, and changing your name and that, but you gotta choose to stay. Because what if God I always look at it like this? This is what keeps me humble.
3: How I'm
2: about to treat this person. What if God treated me that same way? Now, I know y'all are like, you know, oh my god, but y'all have an amazing relationship. But Pastor Brad and I have been through some stuff. <laughs> and what you see right now is the glory of going through it in love
0: that's and what I was, being committed. What I was going to say, because uh, I know Elvin, we got to let Elvin jump in here. Oh, come on, I was, I just want to say that that's one of the things I did. I'm glad that you just said, because I want to bring this out. That so if those that have been watching from the beginning again, thank you. Please comment. Please like, please share. Um, but one of the things that Pastor Queen said is that we did it by the book. Uh, and, in their own admission, uh, uh, teacher Sherelle and Deacon Elvin said that they did, may have done it backwards. Right. But here's the thing, whether you do about the book or whether you do it backwards, that still doesn't negate that you're going to have problems in your marriage. And sometimes people think that if I just do everything about the book, then I'm not going to have any problems No, all. T- time and chance happens to us all. It's going to happen to us all. We all going to go through in our marriage. Not every day is going to be sunshine. You ain't going to always love them. There are going to be moments when you said, do you think I could run away to California and nobody will be able to find me somewhere, some way? You will go through that no matter how bad a book you do it because we're human beings coming together, becoming one when we are two different people. And so I just wanted to throw that out there that it doesn't matter if you did it by the way. It does matter because it does avoid some of the pitfalls that you can fall into but you are going to have issues you are going to go through situations you are going to have arguments no matter whether you did everything right or whether you made, you did it backwards there is going to be problems because it's two people coming together living in one house in one relationship with a past a history their own expectations and their own thoughts
3: and hear me? Okay yeah that you absolutely right Pastor Brad I was great to say like for me I do really means that i am committing to the understanding that i will be seeing you every day so for the rest of my life so 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 some days you're gonna be ugly and I ain't talking about physically I'm talking about just your attitude you know some days it's gonna be good some days so you have to understand that you will be seeing that person every day for the rest of your life So that's, that, that is a weight of a commitment in itself. All right. So, so the Lord had uh, spoke to me about a month ago and he had told me that the issue, one of the issues was that people don't really study, like they don't meditate on the scriptures about marriage. Like they meditate on scriptures about anointing, their calling, their business, you know, What up? His will for their life, their purpose, and nobody really meditates on descriptions that he gives about marriage. And so, it was something that stuck out to me because you know everybody knows Ephesians and five when it you know like Greg was saying when it talks about submitting you know or whatever. But in twenty one five and twenty one it says and further. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and seeing that. And and that's why it it means a lot being a kingdom marriage, because there you're not going to know this if you're not, if you you know, if you're in the world. And I believe that when he says that out of reverence for me, he knows that it's going to be days that you don't want to do it. So he's so he's basically saying, okay, if you serve me, if I'm your Lord like you say I am, do it for me. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't want to do it for them, do it for me. And, and, and this kind of if, if anybody don't know what reverence means, um, I feel like it's it's like respect, it's like out of honor, you know, out of, you know, because you believe that he ain't gonna set you up. You believe that if he tells you to do something, it's for your best. So, so I, you know, and, and, and King James it actually says out of the fear of God, but I believe that the fear is still respect out of honor. And so of course it's going to be days that we don't really feel like honoring our spouse. So he's saying, okay, when you don't honor them, honor me. So, so 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 that that's that's where we have to go like we have to really ephesians 5 21 through uh what it is here uh yeah 21 through 32. i really believe that if you are married or if you're getting ready to get married or you're planning to get married you should meditate on this, this, this word right here because if you really follow Christ and you really believe he is Lord over your life you have to do it the way that he says do it if you really want the best for your marriage you really have to do it the way he says do it and we have to stop coming up with excuses why we can't do it the way he say do it uh, a person where I don't feel like you deserve for me to do it the way God said do. That that don't make sense. We we don't deserve His grace. We don't deserve His mercy. We don't we don't even deserve a relationship with with Him. Period. But He still loves us. He's still committed to us. He's still there for us. So we need to take out the excuses of and picking and choosing what scriptures we're going to meditate on and what scriptures we're going to throw away because. I know, for uh, you know, people say a uh, uh, husband loved their wife as Christ loved the church. He he gave his life for the church. So 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 it shouldn't be nothing that you won't give up to make sure that your marriage is straight. To make sure if you if you got a career that's keeping you away for five or six months at a time and it's straining, even if you're in a you you a so-called minister or whatever the case may be. And it's straining your marriage You have to You, you, you got to get that up Because you have to be like Jesus you, you have to love You have to love your wife The same way that Christ did So we have to really Meditate on this word And we have to really know that When you say I do And you want to do it the kingdom way You have to go to the word that that that's that's really what helped me and my wife like we really started going to the word because when you come from different households you have different opinions you have different upbringings okay we need a mediator bring the word in because we because we can't because yeah. see at one at one time we used to call pastor brad we used to oh, oh, and pastor queen for everything because we didn't have the word we didn't know the word but see now it's a <laughs> go ahead and flip to that page, <laughs> and let's see what the Lord said about.
1: And the Holy Spirit keep us accountable, like you said, Elvin, because right. in the moments where where it's about to go left, the Holy you know right. what I'm saying. We gotta when we gotta separate the Holy Spirit come in the middle and say, "All right, go apologize." Oh no, whatever you <laughs> was about to do, stop it. Like that's the that's the that's such that's the like grace and the greatness of 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 our faith and like being with christ and being led by the spirit because the spirit really does show up and the, the holy spirit has plenty of times when we was in the middle had to be came in the middle said, <laughs> i mean i'd have been right and had to apologize i'd have been dead wrong and elvin to come apologize you do i say like so that's the it's it's so important because it's like you got the foundation got to be got to be God and got to be Christ because you know that for like all of that that forgiveness you got to <laughs> like it's got you gotta be quick to forgive like and it gotta flow it gotta flow out of what Christ is doing in you and so when we was all messed up I when we had to we had to we had to go learn who we are in Christ we had to get our identity in Christ and then it became oh I I'm I'm a follower of Christ let me honor my wife let me like sometimes we kind of you know try to do stuff that that just we just perceive as right kind you know like a behavior modification like let me just you know what i'm saying but it what happens is when you start walking with god for real and you allow the spirit to rise up in you it's like it, you know what i'm saying it's a difference in just having a good marriage and like knowing like god is working through this marriage and so i'm not going to allow this moment to you know what i'm saying it's, it's like it just becomes deeper when you start um when you really commit to walking with christ so that's so good ellen so good listen
2: it was something you said sorry pastor brad it was something you said that sparked a thought that i know pastor brad and i live with i think we received it at our marriage counseling i don't know when we did premarital counseling i don't know where we got this pastor brad but i know that we had learned early that when you come into the marriage You have to come into it with a team mindset, right? That's number one. To the magnitude that if someone, if you're trying to make your spouse lose, y'all both lose. You only win when both of you win and you can only win when you're in agreement.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I remember, I don't know where we got it from, Pastor Ed, but I knew that that kind of sets you up for not being so argumentative because oh another thing i had learned early too i will never forget it it was a neuropsychologist or a neuroscientist and she talked about the different sides of the brain and she talked about also the different dynamics of the genders how men think and how women think and how many people in marriage they are arguing over the method even though they have the same goal and because they are so freaking sold out to their method, because remember our methods is kind of born from where we come from, our experiences, what we think is right. And the Bible clearly says that a way of a man is right in his own eyes, but in the end it's death. Now I'm not saying that all of the things that we think is right into death, but I'm saying is it should make you be like, maybe I'm not right in a situation or maybe both of our ideas and methods are good, but we both in order to win is the bigger picture the goal or is it your method because now we're talking about pride with the individual right and that's enough to be like okay Quiana, are you um what you mad at you mad because he ain't chose your method you mad because we want past Brad method because that's a pride issue they ain't got nothing to do with pastor brad they ain't even got nothing to do with the marriage per se and the issue at hand because the issue at hand is do you want the bill paid or not do you want that goal to be met or not okay so what's your idea what's my idea and let's talk about hey we'll just try yours this time and you gotta learn how to give and take or pride will pride will demolish a marriage like crush it crush it because pride means i'm independent and don't need you so you don't need to get married if you're so prideful. <laughs> Too prideful people can't can't even exist in the same space like they will fight they will bicker they are like lions they will try to demolish each other you have to really be Um, very humble, even in marriage. Like it it cannot be about you, it has to be about serving. I can even give you another example. I used to be so mad of just feeling like that I had to clean, wash the dishes and, and do all of these things, right? And Pastor Brad, me and him used to go at it or used to have, not really added it, because we never really had like major arguments. We've always just had what we consider to be like just heated discussions where you're kind of ch- talking it out, but you're both passionate about it. But we never wanted to come for each other and fight and all of that. We ain't into that stuff. And I remember that what really, what we had learned really, really early is that you have to communicate the, you know, the roles and who's going to do what And then you also have to come to the place of I am a wife for the sake of also serving and ministering to not only my spouse, but my family. So when you stop trying to figure out what someone can do for you, knowing that you're going to stand before God and he's going to be asking you how you treated others, not how they treated you, it'll make you exist in a space that is not about what they're doing it's about how are you going to serve because a servant is greatest in the kingdom not the one who's trying to be rah rah and tell everybody what to do and because i came from my background my independence and all the women you know in the world and making all these declarations and stuff that stuff don't match for a kingdom godly marriage because when you come into it you gotta straight up be humble and say i'm here to serve that's why my My particular vows were not pre-written. I wrote my vows. And I know that the people was there. I remember a hush came over the audience because I literally said, wherever you go, I go. And your God will be my God. And and literally that means I am surrendering this whole moment of who I am and where I come from to make it work with you. (laughs) That's how I feel like the weight, the weight of this thing. Of course, we didn't all do it right in the beginning. But as you begin to walk with the Lord and he starts showing you you, you will realize that what you really want as a goal is that you really want a a, a blessed marriage. You really want it to work. But in order for it to work, you're gonna have to be like Christ. You're gonna have to be like Paul who came into a relationship with Christ and said, when I met him, I had to count everything as garbage.
0: And it doesn't mean For
2: the sake of being with him.
0: It doesn't mean that you lose your in a marriage uh, with a a human being. it's not that you lose um, yourself completely, um, but you're willing to let go of me for we. Right. And it does not. And it should not be one sided where one person is changing everything about them. And the other person gets to keep it because then that becomes idol worship. Hello. When one person does all the changing and the other is some great wonder where you're changing to be what they want you to be that's not marriage that's idol worship because what you're saying is that this person is perfect and everything about me is wrong and if i could just be right everything would be right and that, that's not reality because nobody is perfect. The only perfect person in the Bible says uh, that he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, that's talking about Jesus. And so he's the only one who is without sin. So nobody does it right all the time. Nobody ties their shoes right all the time, wears the right drawers all the time. And all None of us do it right all the time. And I wanted to go back to something you said earlier, uh, teacher Sherelle, that, was so, that I think is a, a part of the answer for why there's such a um, struggling commitment in this day and this hour. Um, the, the word commitment, when you really look at it, the word commitment means that I am signing up for an order. Okay? Um, and so what that means is commitment means that if you think about when you sign up for a loan uh, or you sign up for the military, you read over a order. This is what this thing is. This house is going to cost this amount of money. And you're signing up, committing to pay your mortgage every month because you see the order of the contract. Uh, and so I, I see the order of the contract and I'm committing to that. And the problem is with this generation is uh, and be, uh, we are have become um, comfortable with this order in our lives. We've seen so many uh, parents who had us on a oops And so they never were married to our dad, daddies or our mothers. We've seen so many people end in divorce. We see parents, unfortunately, die early. And our our mothers or our fathers had boyfriends or girlfriends, but they never married again. And and uncle such and such lived for a while. And then uncle such and such moved in and all that. And so we have a society that that is used to living in chaos. And so when they see you um, living outside of a commitment, it's not seen as a necessary thing. And what that really says is that we don't see order as necessary. Right, we don't see the order of God is necessary, and when you don't see the order, and that's not something that can be taught. That's not something that you can get outside of the kingdom. That's only received by faith. When I believe that God's divine order works best for my life, I live my life differently. When I believe that what God said, it really is not just something that I have to do. It's something that works for my good. Then I make a commitment to do that. And and I and one thing that the Lord said to me while Elvin was talking was um we i was talking to somebody the other week and they were talking about parenting and they were they used the the term of you know it is just i just got to do it it's just um it's just my burden to bear and i i don't believe that God gets glory in our marriages in our parenting um if our heart is not in the right place and Elvin you uh Deacon Elvin you said it a little bit earlier when you said um that um we don't get anything just putting up with it and that's spot on that when you god only gets glory the bible says that when you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land meaning that god gets no glory and you get no fruit when your heart is not in it oh help me holy spirit when you just stay married to to say we married that doesn't bring god no glory and there is no fruit in your marriage when you say well i'm just doing it because i'm their daddy and i gotta you know one thing that used to bother me um it, that always is bothering me is when children, when parents say i'm babysitting my kids how are you babysitting your own children they're yours they're yours how can you babysit own? They belong to you and so it seems as though you're putting up with it i'm raising because i got to and when is that when your heart is not in it god gets no glory And there can be no fruit from that thing. And so there's a lot of people that are married and they say, well, we together, we still, we still together, but there is no fruit in their marriage, not only in their marriage, but their children are growing up in an environment where there is no fruit. And so what happens is children start looking, stop looking to eat where there is no fruit. And so the children begin to starve and get used to living in a starving society when there really is fruit available they just can't see it and it's because we do a lot of things out of obligation and out of the heart commitment in the kingdom of god is not just about putting up with it it's about being all heart into it right um because if a if a marriage is not if you're not all heart in and you stay married y'all might as well have got divorced Because you're not all heart and it brings God no glory. And Elvin, another thing you said, and I'm going to turn it over. Um, Another thing you said that was so powerful was that no matter if you are a preacher, this is something that is huge for the body of Christ. uh, That we think that if I just keep doing what we call the work of the Lord, I'm preaching everywhere, I'm doing all these things, that God is going to make my marriage all right. There's only three places I believe maybe four in the Bible where God says he won't hear my prayers number one the Bible says that when Jesus healed a, a, a young man uh, who was blind and the Bible says that that the Pharisees and Sadducees called the, the young man to himself and then they even called his parents in and because they wanted to know how are you healed and he said this man healed me and he says um, that they, they asked him all these questions and they said uh, well we know that this man uh, is a sinner and we know that the Lord does not hear sinners right? So the only prayer that the Lord hears from a sinner is a prayer of repentance, right? And so we know that the Lord doesn't hear sinners. Those are without the kingdom, right? Except for the prayer of repentance. Okay. So then that's one. Then we know that the Bible says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord doesn't hear my prayers. So that means that as a believer, if I regard iniquity, the sin tendency in my heart without dealing with my heart, it hinders God's ability to hear my prayers. All right. That's number two. Number three, the Bible says in the book of Timothy, it says that if I don't treat my wife as I should, the Lord will not hear my prayers. And so it's amazing—it's amazing that the Lord doesn't say, "If you don't preach a good sermon, if you're not a good pastor, uh, if you don't go to every engagement they call you to, that I won't hear your prayers. If you don't—if you're not at every revival." But it says that if I don't treat my wife as I should. He won't hear my prayer. So that says to me, when I stand before the Lord, I could have been the best preacher in the world, but if I don't treat my wife the way that I should, I will be accountable for that before whether I went to this revival or not. And so we have to stop living from the place of not only um, uh, just doing it, we have to get off of our autopilot in our life in every area, but especially in our marriage. Get off autopilot while we still together. Ain't that something? No, it's not something. Because your children are growing up in an environment where they're starving for fruit fruit comes when your heart is all in and said so, baby if we go be together let's rock it to the wheels fall off let's have the best marriage what do i need to change what do you need to change and, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna promise i'm this is my last uh, statement i'm gonna hand it over i think that the, uh, it's a travesty in the in the um in commitment and in the body of christ that a lot of people say will get a divorce and when you ask them questions like this, so i tried everything i know and the first question i always ask people is did you seek out some help um, no, the first help you sought out was a lawyer, right? And so how can you say that you tried everything when you never reached out to get help outside of YouTube? So if you already bumping, bumping heads and y'all can't agree, why would it end there? Why didn't you seek out some other couples, your pastor, a marriage counselor, or a, a psychotherapist? Why didn't you get help? You didn't try everything. You gave up right and so out in a marriage that is thriving who's all hard in baby we go do everything who we need to go talk to if we can't re- uh, resolve it within ourselves if we went to the word and we still don't agree let's go get a third party that we both can mutually respect and get help from but we not just gonna throw in the tie and we haven't tried everything
1: so good so good and that because that was my next one like i do means that i trust in the vision direction and goal that you have for our lives or we have for our lives so it means that we have to have a conversation we have to the best thing to do is to do it beforehand for all the single folk what's the vision for your life have you assessed and paid attention to the direction that this person is going is they going? are they moving towards God or are they moving away do they look like they are committed or are they committed when you are only around Uh, you know these it's it's things like that that you got to pay attention to when you dealing with someone and also are you know are the are the goals that you say are they actually being met or are you just saying something just to be saying it and I know we had to me and Elvin had had that conversation like yo are we really going to, like, are we going to just be together because we've been together for so long? Like, what are we doing? What's the purpose of us being together? Do our marriage have uh, any depth, any meaning, any deepness, or are we just together because we just been together for so long? Like, that was so, that's so important, and, it, and, and when you have, when you, when you see God about the deeper meaning for your marriage and see God about how your marriage can give him glory it it, that's like one of the drive that's like one of the drivers that help y'all it it helps you stay together because it gives you know i'm saying it gives you a a deeper meaning like we like god is using our marriage so it's not let us not just be so quick to be like I don't need you. All. You know, just no. We have a purpose. We have to be intentional about us being together. And when it looks like it's going awry, like you said, we got to put in the work to make sure we get back on track and in alignment with God's will. And it's so important. And then another um, something else uh, that Pastor Queen, you were saying, and in 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 aligned exactly with what I was thinking. Like I do means to me that I'm deciding and I'm making a public statement. That I choose you for my life. So you are my number one partner, you are my number one, besides God, of course, and we are a team. So it's like we have to we have to commit that what this team right here, this is what it is, like me and you, and we have to make sure that we are doing all that we can to uh, uh advance our team, that we are both. Uh, contributing to the team. Like it's the team and not just and and and, and, and the reason I said that um that I'm deciding and making that a public statement cause you got so many marriages where it's like i got i got another person that i can go to you know it's like it's 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 outsiders that we that we have on the you know what i'm saying and 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 you're not all the way committed to this one person you got a backup plan you got you know what i'm saying or you can throw or, something
0: in there real yeah. so it ain't always and here's another thing because i know people think that it's always somebody um like a romantic interest but when you talk about that team thing It means that there's nobody else on this team but me and you. Your mama not on it.
3: Your (laughs) baby not on it. Here's
0: another thing. Your kid's not on it. Oh, this is a good one. So a what? lot of times people bring their kids into their marriage. And what I mean by that is you're turning, turning your your, your uh, daughter against your, your daddy because you're mad at him right now. Or you're giving them information where they get to make, or your friend, you're, you're, you're bringing them in to help make decisions about something that is all, not none of their business. There's two people on this team, me and you. So the people that are involved in this is me, you, and the Holy Ghost. And so we don't bring other people in, on this team. They, nobody else gets a vote. <laughs> nobody, nobody, your mama don't get a vote. Your daddy don't get a vote. Cause if me and you ain't talking to your mama or your daddy about it, then they ain't got no business knowing anyway. They don't get a vote and what we should be doing that your children don't get a vote. And well, what do you think we should do? Should we stay married or not your children? uh, uh-uh. uh That's none of their business. The two of us on the team with the Holy Ghost. And so we're the only ones to get a vote. A girl, let me, well, let me, I want to talk to, you know, I, I, it, it burns me up when I hear people say, well, you and me to talk to your husband for you? No, you shouldn't. Your girlfriend shouldn't need to talk to your husband for you. Your sister shouldn't need to talk to your husband for you. You two are on the team and they ain't been married and ain't and they've been married in 15 years and you will give them to give you advice about what you should be doing on your team. Let me see it. I'm always say this to people. But let me see it work in your life before you try to give me advice about what you're going to do. Let me see you have a thriving marriage before you tell me what I should be doing or what I should I stay or should I go. Let me see you stay married to the same
1: person for more than five years. Then then we can talk. And that's exactly what I was talking about. You are my partner because we had to learn that because we had every every hand, every voice. We was, you know what I'm saying? We had too many hands in the pot. We had too many people <laughs> contributing to the Jaspers and we had to get in alignment with each, well, we had to get in alignment with God and we had to get in alignment with each other, okay these people got too much we we, we getting too much caught con- everybody got something to say we got too much contribution in our household and in our finances and in our lives we need to get me and you need to get on a page and get independent in our lives and we need to work together so that we can build our household and stop being leave your your mother and father and cleave to one another we was bringing mama and daddy and, and everybody else <laughs> and, 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 and we wasn't cleaving together. We still was holding on and so, doing it
3: ever since. <laughs> yeah, ever since we, ever yeah, since we got everybody out, right, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: right. Elvin, did well, see, that's,
3: the, that's, that's the thing that I was saying. Like, like how could you study and, and, and do all of these things, get all of this wisdom and knowledge about all of these different things. But you do no studying, no meditating, no talking to God about your marriage. That is your number one ministry. Like that—that—that's like how could you not? How could you not spend more time learning how to war against the attacks that will come? Because they—they are coming. There's no there's no way around it. They're going to come because it's too many of of them. It's too many, you know what I'm saying? You it's not that many people that's trying to live a kingdom marriage. People are just saying, I do, but really they're saying, I'm down. Like, okay, you come up with a plan. You 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 come you come up with a plan, okay, just like your your homegirl called you, said we going to the club. All right, I'm down. I don't really want to go, but I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Cause you about you might ride or dive, I'm down whatever you whatever you whatever bad idea you come up with i'm down you know what i'm saying so it's like and and that's what's really going on and then when it hit the fan you trying to jump off the ship when you so so and then what people need to realize is and like y'all was saying like all of these things that all the data and all that stuff that you need to gather before you get married and that's right but if you make that choice and you step in there, you have to hold on to that. You you got it. That's that's your, that's your decision. You, when, once you once you make that choice, you need to do what you got to do to make it work because you made that choice. Nobody's I, I hope and pray nobody put a gun in your head and made you go in there and say I do. I hope and pray that ain't how it happened. But when you make that choice. You can't go in there, and then in two weeks they be somebody said you you a wife you smoke you supposed to submit to your husband. No, I ain't. What? <laughs> so nobody told you that this is what you have to do. Nobody told you that that, that you're supposed to uh, share your, your you know what I'm saying your money, everything come together. Nobody told you this. Nobody told you that you can't hide your wallet no more. But look, but, but look, Elvin. I
1: think, little Elvin. But this is, I think, that's good. That that goes into the next I do. That's on my list, which is I do means that you have given me the full permission to speak to you and into your life. That I am the uh main voice besides God. I am the main voice, the number one person you will communicate with, and that means you. I can hold you accountable. That means. We can, we need to be communicating and talking through every transition and we need to share secrets with each other. I think that we have a lot of silent marriages and let me tell you something last year we was getting a little silent over here and we had to have some conversation like yo you quiet what's going on it's a transition that happened on the inside of you I need you to talk about it I need you to come on like you gotta give me something because we it's getting too quiet and I feel like that happens where and that's what you know a lot of times um it's I think people call it growing apart and I feel like sometimes it's it's not just it's not growing apart is that you don't come together and 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 discuss the changes that are going on, and so and 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 therefore, or somebody goes, it, it's different situations, but somebody goes silent, and now somebody's creeping to go find somebody to find solace with to to to, to confide in. It's it, so I believe that communication piece is so important from the beginning all the way through. Like it's important that that you get that you are a safe space where your spouse can speak and and discuss what's going on and, and have a conversation about you know what's going on in their life and also that you um that you hold that they give you permission to hold them accountable like you said something and a lot of marriages people are saying things and not keeping their promises and people are being heartbroken and it's just like this cycle over and over so it's important that we can hold each other accountable and that we share secrets because a lot of people have things that they have been through in life and i feel like if you not only like if you are with somebody that's sharing your whole life and you are carrying, you know what I'm saying you're carrying secrets i feel like your spouse god is giving us our spouses so that they can be the 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 ones to help us through these deep things these hard things these ugly things and if you are with somebody that will change on you you know what I'm saying if if, if you with somebody that can't handle you know the things that you have been through and the secrets you might have or they you know what I'm saying they change on you you might not be with the one you like I feel like people should be able to handle um um you know just not all of you but the things that's you know when you having a conversation you having communication you should be able to talk to your spouse about mostly everything
3: can I, Most, yes, you
0: know, some, can I put a scripture out there Let me let me throw a scripture out there for those that are listening or or watching or what have you. So if you look at just uh, Genesis 2, Genesis 2 and 18, Genesis 2 and 18, Genesis 2 and 18, Genesis 2 and 18. And we're going to um, I'm going to read an Amplified Classic. It says now the Lord, the Lord God said it is not good, sufficient, satisfactory that the man should be alone i will make him a helper suitable adapted complementary for him and out of the ground of the of the out of the ground the lord god formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to adam to see what he could call what he would call them and whatever adam called every living creature that was its name and adam gave names to all the livestock and the birds of the air and the every wild beast of the field but for adam there was not found a helper Meat suitable, adapted, complementary for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs or part of his side and closed up the place with flesh and the rib or part of his side, which the Lord God take, uh, had taken from the man, he built up and made it into a woman. And he brought her to the man. Then Adam said that this creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed or ashamed in each other's presence. It's so crucial to what uh, we're saying right here, uh, because it says that the Lord looked at Adam doing a work. And he said that this man needs somebody to talk to. He said because he couldn't talk to the animals, right? They couldn't talk back to him. He said it's not good for him to be by himself. He needs somebody he can share his heart with, like Sherelle, like Sherelle is saying, share his mind with. For men, we 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 by nature retreat in. But the Lord is saying, even in this, that it's not good for you to be alone to have to handle it all by your lo- by your lonesome. You need somebody that you can talk to besides me because Adam had God. Yet God said it ain't good for man to be alone. You need somebody on your level that you can talk, to, right? And so then he makes this woman, he takes the he takes the 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 feminine parts of because God breathed the spirit into Adam. So he takes the feminine parts out of Adam and put them in another body and said, This is man, this is woman, man with the womb. All the feminine parts, all the wisdom of God went for the most part went into the woman, right? And so then God said, and it's so powerful because the Lord says, the assignment that I'll give to you, Adam; the assignment that I'll give to you, Sherelle, the assignment I'll give to you, Elvin; the assignment I give to you, Queen; the assignment that I'll give to you, it can't be as that it can't be as optimum best without both of you doing it together. And so Lord. He said, so He said that it's good. And so what happens a lot of times in marriages, and why we stop talking, like you said, Teach you uh, uh, we have to also say I do. I have to say I do to trust your leadership as a, a woman has said that to a man and a man has to say, I do to trust in your wisdom. Oh, this is good. Let me just, let me just bring this out. So it, it Elvin, what you said is so powerful because I, I heard TD Jake said this years ago that the, the, even though a man may propose to you, uh, the Bible, the Bible says for the Bible says for a woman, uh, for, uh, a woman or a man and woman to submit to one another a woman though a man may propose to you you have a right to choose whether you will submit to a fool right and so if you can't say i do to his leadership you shouldn't be marrying him if i can't say i do to your wisdom <laughs> i can trust your wisdom i shouldn't yeah. be marrying her the wisdom is knowing yeah. how and when to apply knowledge if right. you know, if you know uh, the bible says a wise woman buildeth her house but a fool at it down with her hands. So if I'm meeting a woman and she don't have no wisdom, she don't have the wisdom of God, she hasn't tapped into the wisdom of God that God has given her. I shouldn't be married, I can't marry no fool because she go tear down our house with her hands, right? And so I, I do wanna just say one thing, Evan, that you said that, and, and so if you decide to get married, now there are contingencies in the word of God for certain things, nobody should be being abused. No, somebody should be um, uh, with somebody that is verbally or physically abusing them. So you may have to separate for a season if that person's willing to change. The Bible tells us in Matthew, the 19th chapter, Jesus said that uh, unless somebody cheats on you, that you should stay married to them. Or the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, 14 through 16, it says that if, if the person wants to leave you, let them go. The Bible says if the unbeliever wants to depart, let them go. But everything else besides the things we just talked about, the scripture said you should be able to, as two kingdom citizens, you should be able to work it out. And so it doesn't mean that you just got to put up with anything. That's not what none of us are saying tonight. You don't have to put up with anything. If somebody cheating on you and they got three babies on you and you insult the Lord and the Lord said, let it go. Like, te- <laughs> like, te- like Teddy Pendergrass, I think you better let it go, right? If this, person, if this person is on crack cocaine and you come home and all your furniture gone, you may want to separate, right? If they're willing to change and go through rehab, that's one thing and always seek the Lord because even if somebody is unfaithful to you, sometimes the Lord is going to redeem a thing and he'll tell you to stay because he's going to work it out. But just know that if you are going to stay, there's work that is required. Um, I'll say this and then I'll digress. There's something going on in the body of Christ right now, especially among um, leadership Um, and even men and women of God uh, that we will get married to somebody We will have a a drama in our somebody will have a drama in their marriage where you may have an outside child on your spouse and then in order to stay married you put contingencies and how we're going to stay married let me give you an example we can stay married long as you don't bring that child around our children or around and i think that is a demonic plot of the enemy and here's a scripture people use where the bible says that abraham sent hagar and uh ishmael away that's what people use now. Now let me get let me let me give explain this to you. The reason that God told them to get away wasn't really because of Ishmael; it was because of Hagar. That you would brought this woman into the house with your wife, and you got your 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 mistress and your <laughs> wife living in the same house. So that's a different scenario. But we we it, it's isn't you are not a man, and I'll say it: you are not a man if you pay child support. For a child that you will not have a relationship with and you are not a woman of god if you would make your husband you stayed with your husband knowing that he had an outside child yet you don't want to have anything to do with them why did you stay you're right you say that we're going, we're going to work through this we're going to make it but a part of you working through it is being letting this man be a man to the child that he made let him be a part if you're going to stay you got to stay with all of them this is the problem we get married to people with contingencies that i'll stay with you as long as this you decided to stay Y'all got through whatever the, the the fallout was. You decided to stay. Now you got to stay with all of it, not just the pieces you like and that were pretty. He has a child now that's not yours. So come on, let him be in the family pictures. Come on, let him be there at Christmas time, take pictures because you stayed. You, you chose to stay. And now you got to sit in it fully. Don't sit in terms of where I, well, no, as long as I don't want to see the child, don't bring him around hours. And if he come, if she comes to something, I ain't coming. That's foolishness. Because you not a, you not a woman of God. If this if now you will make this man choose between you and his and his child, you should have gone ahead and left. Because if you're gonna stay, you gotta stay in the fullness of it. I'm done.
3: I see,
2: listen, I see the truth. <laughs> listen, that was so powerful. I wanted to holler. But I'm still at the part where my spiritual son, Deacon Elvin, said, We don't say I do, we say I'm down. <laughs> I'm still there I'm sorry I'm still there that is the most powerful statement because you know what I thought about how many just like how he explained it how many times I have shown up with my friends talking about I'm down and how easily I would be like now I'm good and can change my mind. I can stay home. I can renege. I cannot answer the phone. I cannot answer the door. No, I can renege. That's how we do with our marriage. And it goes right into what you said right after that, Pastor Brad, this little powerful moment about that's what we do, how we sign up, but it's with contingencies. And all of us are in, so all of us, if we don't analyze ourselves, we live life with contingencies. <laughs> we are in God with contingencies. We have backup plans for the stuff that we think He ain't gonna do. And so the moment, and when we live like that, it is easy for it to be in marriage that if this man don't act right, I'm out. <laughs> if if it if he don't do what I need him to do, I'm out. If he don't buy me what I need him to buy, I'm out. <laughs> If he don't line up, like we got all these continues and we never look at ourselves, which goes all the way back to what does commitment look like to you? And that's a real question. Like if you single, I challenge you to ask that person you is talking to. What is the definition of commitment? And then even more, what is the definition of love? We're talking about believers now. And what's your definition of love? That'll give you a clue because if he don't understand, if he or she don't understand that, they not gonna love you like Christ loved the church. So the marriage gonna come in flawed already. So that's what the Bible said. You need to love each other like Christ loved the church. What? Let's stop. Cause how Christ loving the church is a whole deep conversation right there. Cause He is with you in the good, the bad, the ugly, the nasty. He is with you.
3: <laughs> right, and that's just like like if you got a, and then if you have a wife that really don't have that type of reverence for Christ, you can't expect her to have reverence for you. Come on, it's it, it, it's 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 impossible if 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 you know that God has been telling your wife to do this or telling your wife to do that, and she just I'm um, she's stuck in her ways, and she's stuck saying i I'm, I'm I'm just not doing it. I'm just so you already know what's what's going to happen when it comes to you. And, and especially the way that people are walking away from Christ now. Imagine, it, it, it's, it, that's what's really going on. Like if, if that's what's really going on in the marriage, it's, it's, it's that easy. The same way that people are walking away from the faith, they're walking away from the marriage because they, they, they get mad and they don't because they don't see what they want to see right then. Then and there. They it's 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 all about this picture that they that they have painted some since they was a little girl. They they not had this picture. Then God has blessed them with a good husband or blessed him with a good wife. But because it's not that picture, and they're going off of their worldly mindset, I really believe that me and my wife, we like had to like in a way devo- Get rid of our worldly marriage and renew our vows in front of Christ. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like we had to, we had to read, it's like, okay, get rid of that. And let's, we're going to redo this again. We're going to start over. We're going to do this again, but we're going to do it the right way. And we're going to make sure that Christ is the best man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so, so, so that's, I feel like without God, it's like, I don't understand how people do it. It's like, you, you, you it, it's hard in the kingdom. So I wouldn't, oh my goodness. But I've been there and I've seen how hard it gets. So I don't want nobody else to, to ever, you know what I'm saying? But he got the glory out of it because that's just how good he is. And it was because we was blinded. We supposed to have been walking in our purpose. We supposed to have been, you know what I'm saying? But because we was holding off, trying to hold on to old friends, trying to hold on to old things. That was keeping us from, you know what I'm saying, getting to where God wanted us to be in our marriage.
2: You know what, Elvin? You said something good right there because we also don't realize that we are saying I do to the assignment that God has now given us as a couple.
3: Right, right.
2: The legacy, the godly right. inheritance that God is trying yeah. to do and produce through us. And we don't realize that we now are walking into... I'll never forget. So this is not everybody's story. It could be if you are single. If you want God to work, I believe that God will speak to every man who wants to hear the answer to, is this my spouse? Pastor Brad and I, we dated, we broke up. We dated, we broke up, and then we dated again and got married, right? But the very first... Before we actually got together, we, cause again, we were best friends, like two peas in a pod hanging out and we are still best friends and act more like best friends way more than I think just what we think marriage is. I think without the best friend, we couldn't even have this type of marriage that we have right now for real. But Pastor Brad and I literally started having feelings for each other. And it was under the fabric of our conversations, right? And for like a whole week, we ain't even like, we tried to like walk over it, don't do no, Cause again, you know, when you're friends and you go together, you know how that can go wrong, right? So we weren't trying to really address that moment, but we just had feelings for each other. And I was like, God, I was asking God behind the scenes like, what's what's what 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 i'm supposed to do with this because i don't want to look at this man like that this is my best friend she was like why do i have she
0: was fiending for me i
2: knew i knew he had something to say but we really was best friends i'm talking about like tight best friends like we hung out all glory you know all uh, glory to god and i thank god that he used our friend jelani to bring us together at applebee's that one day because from that point we exchanged numbers and we talked ever since but there was a moment when we started having feelings and i was like god we got to figure this out so the bold person i am i told them because i got tired of walking on eggshells in the relationship because other people told, around told us you. was discerning that something has shifted in the our
0: relationship j- told you so she was feeling and she told me she said she was
2: feeling well nobody feeling for you bro i'm just trying to express my feelings so i'm expressing i'm expressing my feelings and <laughs> express, and he expressed it back and said the same okay let's let's go there and we said let's pray about this and when we both prayed about it we both had an experience with the angel that actually told us she is your wife and he is your husband right Now, mind you, we did not tell each other this experience until we got married. So it was just crazy as I don't know what. But literally, we had an experience with an angel that came to us and said, this is your wife, this is your husband. And I remember, or I will say that particular moment, let me know, and even some other subsequent stuff that just kind of happened to kind of confirm the moment. I know that not only is this for companionship, But this is also for destiny's sake, because when God puts two people together, it's for it's for a glorified purpose. It's for a real life destiny. So you have your destiny, which can still be separate, and He has His destiny, which you can still. But you have a destiny together that must be expressed and manifested. So when you are uh, looking for marriage, you need to be looking for a destiny partner. You need to be looking for some confirmation of the Lord. Now, it might not be an angel being sent. You might have a dream. You might just have um, utter peace. You might just have an awareness. You might even have prophetic people around you saying, "Did you do you do you realize?" Because we've done that with um, certain people in our church, they end up getting married and they blessed. So it's, so because it was the Lord, I mean, they still had to seek God for themselves, but it was still the Lord that was confirming like, yeah, y'all supposed to be there. Yeah, this is me put, pulling, putting this together for destiny's sake, not just companion's sake, not for your fleshly ambition, but definitely for a higher purpose. And I think that we need to understand that that I do is serious. Because now when you go to link yourself up with someone that is not your destiny, not a part of your destiny you are messing up the process you messing up the picture and then if you are married and maybe it didn't you don't know if it was god because people might have that question i don't want to leave you out there like i don't know if god ever told us here's the thing about god he's so redemptive and good he can make all things well I don't believe that there is one person for you and you missed it. Because we will miss it all together, lovely, in this dispensation, okay? Because there's so many people that, number one, ain't even on the roster for you to marry. They either dead, (coughs) they either in jail, on drugs, messing with the same gender. So they not on the roster. (laughs) So I don't believe there's one but I do believe that there is a companion that definitely God has for you and if it and if you are already married and you like yo we ain't start off in the Lord just like the Jasper said we recommitted ourselves before God and God said oh now I can step into this thing and make it good because he make all things well
1: so good and that brings me down to my last two I do and we already talked about the first one I do means that me you and our kids are forever safe with each other. And that means mentally and um, I think mentally and emotionally. And, you know, like you was talking about, Pastor Brad, I think it's important that people pay attention to how they speak because, you know, um, our, the way we talk to, you know, the way you hear some couples talk to each other, you know, some things be normal, like, you know, saying certain things, but, Really, it's abusive and you can kind of tear down your, you know, you can tear down your spouse easily, especially with y'all being so close. So you really got to be mindful and even submit your words and see what kind of things are you speaking to your to your uh spouse and your um and your children because they learn how to communicate from y'all so if y'all talking crazy to each other you're gonna raise some kids that's gonna talk crazy to people and can't you know what i'm saying and it's just a language of just nastiness and nobody wants to deal with that also of hey, course hold on, hold on. let me let oh, me, me throw this,
0: let me throw this in there And so what really happens is here's this is how something gets perverted, right? Because perversion means twisted out of its intended use, right? What you just said, teacher Sherelle, is that you raise children who associate talking crazy with love, right? This is how things get perverted, right? They the, the child grows up thinking that this is normal. This is what love is. You talk to each other crazy and they meet other people and people say, where you get that from? Like, you crazy I don't know. We don't talk to each other that way, but people grow up in that. Right. And so if I could just um, take a a snapshot of what you said, it would be that I do means that I won't willfully hurt you. That's what I saying. I do means or knowingly hurt you so it's one thing if i say something just being you know being normal and then you say that doesn't work for me that hurt me now i know so i can do better I, but some people knowingly know what your buttons are and they they choose to try to hurt you your children all that and so saying i do inside of the kingdom is mean that i won't knowingly hurt you i'm saying i do to i i do um i do talk to you in a way that won't hurt you, I do treat you in a way that won't hurt you. That's what I do means.
1: <laughs> and and also um, that we are safe financially. Like you said, you know, you, you you ain't gonna take our rent money and our mortgage and go on gambling, doing crazy stuff. You know, you gotta be. That's why dating is that's why they that's why dating is so important and 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 and, and really when you single you have the advantage especially if you are single now you have the advantage and and the resources to be able to ask these tough questions and get down deep and be like listen and and also observe that person's spending habits and are they responsible all that is that person thinking about budget do they budget for themselves is that you know what I'm saying like stuff like that if you if you attack it from the beginning and then y'all you know what I'm saying you can it into your marriage and y'all work together and then my my last point is i do means that we commit wholeheartedly to a process of change and transformation for both man and wife individually and collectively because uh we must grow and evolve we must help each other grow we must respect and honor each other's growth and even during hard times we must move forward and i think that you know it's important that before you say i do you realize that the person that you married today will not be the same person in 10 years in in, in, in two two years maybe one year uh, uh, Ten years, twenty years. If you're looking for the 18 year old from from a long time ago, you're gonna be very disappointed because that person is going to go through change. Y'all gonna to change together as life happens. Change is gonna happen, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and and it's important that before you say I do, that you are committed because you don't know what, what what life is going. You know, we don't know everything that life is gonna bring us. So it's important that you that you make a a a. Uh, and you make a decision to decide I'm with you through all of the changes that we go through. I'm with you through the process. And as long as we commit to going forward together, you know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't trying to take me out, (laughs) you know, all of that, we are committing to the process forward to Christ. And that's, that's so important. And I feel like people, you know, it's so easy to just be like, well, they ain't the same no more. And, you know it ain't this fun no more and all of that and it's like are you getting to know the spouse that is now 45 years old the spouse that then you know went through life lost a parent are you getting to know who that person is and how they how they understand and process things are you getting to know you know what i'm saying have you paid attention to the you know what i'm saying the growth that has happened in them how they might perceive things now that they are learning of god and learning the word and and growing deeper in god it's it's important that uh, you communicate and, and commit to the process. I think you it's
0: better. important I think it's important Sherelle, what you said earlier about um, when people say they grow apart and I'm talking about in the sense of something traumatic happens to one uh, party in the marriage. Um, I think that being in the kingdom and being a kingdom marriage meaning that means I do commit to always moving. Right. I, I think I heard you just say that um, because I think what happens a lot of times when people grow apart when tragedies happen is that it's not that they grew apart as if they're walking in two opposite directions. I think what it is, is that one person has stopped moving at all and the other trying to walk forward. And so what happens is you look up one day and you're a mile ahead of the person you were once with. And so you can't even recognize them in the distance anymore because you kept moving when they stayed the same. And it's imperative that and so when tragedies happen, because things will happen in all of our marriages at some point or another, you both of you have to commit to walk, continue to move forward. That may mean that we have to walk slower in certain seasons than others. It means that I commit to not leaving you when you go through a traumatic experience and you have to walk. So we used to running. But in this moment, you got to walk, take baby steps. I'm willing to continue to walk with you as long as you're taking steps. What happens is because we are made to move, we're made to move. So what'll happen is when one person says, No, I can't move no more, I can't go no further. Then the distance comes because we're made to move. So the other person said, No, I'm still trying to move and you're standing in place. And so I can't stop moving because that's not what we are designed to do. That's not how God made us. We're made to move. And so we are, I'm moving forward, and you want to stay right here. And we're not designed that way. And so I can work with you as long as you're taking some steps. But when you decide that I no longer want to move, that's when marriages really break down. That's where that distance comes in because I can't see you in the distance anymore because we were made to move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think abusive, um, one more thing. I think that it's abusive too. Um, you know, one thing that I know about African-American people and people that I know personally is that it, it bothers my spirit when I see abusive marriages. And abuse is not always... Um, physical, is not always verbal. Sometimes it's just in the way that you respond to your spouse. It bothers me. And I, me and my wife talk about it a lot. It bothers me when I talk to people and it's like, you don't like your spouse. It it bothers my spirit when, I, when you talk about them. And like, it's like when the sound of their voice uh, upsets you. And the sound of their voice. They, and, and, and they ain't even doing anything. They just being them. And I'm like, you married them? You knew they were this person when you married them? And it's Lord. like, and it's like them being them irks your nerves that bothers me because i'm thinking where is the love of god in you that you would you would marry this person so you could spend your life with them and this is for people that haven't changed they ain't changed this is who they they were and now something something in you it ain't them it's something in you that they, their presence discussion my thing is that why are you staying married for you obviously you don't respect them or love them or, or the man—I mean, the woman—doesn't respect your leadership, or the the man doesn't respect her wisdom. And so, what are you with them for? That, that that who they are, is a, is a stomach turner for you. Why why are you with them? What are you doing for? Because again, it's not glorifying God and it's not bearing fruit. What are you with them for?
1: That's right. So, anybody else got anything else? We are at the end. This was an awesome conversation i want to thank the johnson's pastor brand pastor queen thank you elvin deacon elvin for so much wisdom listen if you are single and you want to be married i man you better be asking these questions you better be asking these questions and also sit before the lord and really Go through, go talk in prayer to the Lord about your desires and the things that you think about when you wanting to commit to somebody and just 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 work it all out with the Lord and also when you dating and have those conversations. These are good questions to ask somebody and really decide. Decide for yourself is, is do you want God's way? Hello? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want God's way for your marriage? Are you okay with God's way? Settle with that first. And then when you're dating and, 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 and talking, uh, uh, meeting people or whatnot, these are the type of questions you want to ask. This is the type of things you want to observe from somebody's life and see are they walking this God? You know, if, are they walking with Christ on their own? Are they, are they seeking the things of God on their own? And if you are married, this is something that you need to talk to your spouse about. Come together, have the conversation, take some time to check in with each other and, 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 and be encouraged like even if you are off track with 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 God and his will for your marriage now is the time. If you're listening to this conversation, whether you're watching live or watching the replay, now is the time. This is the time that you can come together and have a conversation with your wife, pray with your wife and your or your spouse, and 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 come together um, under God and just seek God about what He wants to do through your marriage and 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 who He is calling you both to be together individually. It's never too late with God.